all right so quite honestly i uh have been going through quite a rough patch but i decided why not go ahead and do um another podcast for the week because i have had a lot on my mind i just haven't really had the time to or haven't carved out the time to really talk about it and so i think i'm just gonna go ahead and 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 start my little monologue right now and um well, not really a monologue, I guess it's more of a dialogue with God. I think a lot of times when I do these podcasts, I don't intend for it to just be me talking or me just hearing myself sharing, but I really do intend for it to be uh, a conversation that I have with God that I kind of get on record because I feel like a lot of times God speaks through me talking out loud. So as I'm talking and processing through things, like the Holy Spirit speaks through me and I'll say things that I didn't even know I was going to say that I didn't even knew I know that I didn't even know I knew. And it'll be, it's so interesting because it'll, it'll be something that really inspires me. And I'm like, I literally look back at myself and I'm like, that was not even me saying that. Like, that was the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't even know what just came out of me. And so, um, yeah, just like, I like getting that, um, on record and, and being able to look back at those moments and say, like, that was a moment when I had a huge revelation I didn't even know was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done this in a while. Like I haven't really processed through my emotions, my thoughts or anything like that. And I have a good, probably about an hour before I actually have to go do stuff. And so, you know, um, I, I originally came outside because outside is like where I love to be, which I am so thankful that right now, no construction is going on across from me. Like I literally have not heard this silence in so long like I I don't know okay listen where I sit on my on my patio there is like across the the lake from us there used to be a bunch of just like beautiful trees and I would just come out here and it was so relaxing and you would see all the little different animals and and everything and it was just so beautiful and I loved coming out here because it was so relaxing to me like it just felt like just very like refreshing and then now they're building across from me and I don't know why but this literally irks my nerves because it's just like I don't want to look across the lake and see and this is such a first world problem but I don't want to look across the lake and see other people who could be looking at me like I come outside in my pajamas uh like I come outside half the time without a bra on I'm just coming outside to relax on my patio and lo and behold they're building it across the street and so people are now gonna be looking at me I'm just jerky it's I'm not a main character so people probably won't even be looking at me but it's just like the fact that people could have the ability to look at me because I know that when I look across the lake I can see my neighbors who are across the lake from me I can when they're on their patio I can see them and so I'm just like, if I can see them, they can see me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that just bothers the crap out of me because it's just like, and then also the building is so loud. And so it just takes away from like the beautiful, like piece of, of just sitting outside and enjoying it. So I know definitely when I get older, I am looking for land. Like I'm not looking for, oh, this is a nice house. I could care less about the house itself. I just want nice land like I want it to be a place where no one can build in front of me like I have so much land that no one can build in my space because this what I have where I'm living right now is not my space like we have our house and kind of the little bit of land that is the circumference around it or the perimeter around it but we don't have like ownership of anything else around us and I kind of want that like when I get older I want to be able to not have somebody build right where 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how, if that makes any sense, but it makes sense in my head. So I know that that's something that I truly value and I didn't realize I valued it until they started building across. And I was just like, nah, I do not want that when I get older. Like when I get older, I want my house to be surrounded by land, like kind of like the Fox Run. Um, if anybody watches Exo McKenna, her parents just recently bought a plot of land uh, they call the Fox Run and or the house is called the Fox Run that they called that the Fox Run but they recently bought that and like it's so beautiful all around them and it has like a little creek and like a little like a thing and it's just so cute and I'm like if I were to do if I were to get like land like that even if the house like their house the house that they have it's just like it's completely run down it's leaning everything like that I would just like salvage anything I can from the house and then just tear it down and rebuild but I would just like the I would buy it because of the land that it's on like with the little creek and everything like I would just I would buy it just because of that and I would buy as much land as I could so that I didn't have people building around me because I don't I just I don't like that I don't like that and I don't like having neighbors so close to me like I'm literally starting to get so claustrophobic because every time I'm driving there's like 15 people literally like 20 houses I pass by every single time I, I drive out of my community and back in and it's just like disgusting to me now like I see why people move to the country because it's just like it's so much more peaceful I feel like but anywho enough with that rant that is not why I came on here today I uh came on here because I just really wanted to yeah process through everything that I've been thinking and and just pondering in my heart and it's just been feeling like a lot lately um especially with school I feel like school has been feeling like a lot because there it is a lot like we're in our last semester um for level level two and so you know we have so many different assignments we're taking six classes first and foremost so that already is like you know a huge huge burden already in and of itself because six classes is a lot to take at this level especially to the amount of rigor that we have in each class it really does feel quite overwhelming and so i'm getting to the point where like I'm just consuming so much information that I don't even know what I know and what I don't know. Like the teachers will be like, so do you guys have any questions? And I'm genuinely like, I don't even know what questions I have because I haven't even had time to process through everything that I'm learning. Because as soon as I'm out of class, it's on to the next thing. It's on to the next thing. It's on to the next thing. And it just feels very overwhelming. Um, I think that's just the season that this is in right now. Like this week has been a very hectic week. Most of the time it's not that difficult, but I do have very sporadic weeks where it's just like incredibly intense and I feel like every I feel like I just haven't had a chance to breathe yet and so I'm also kind of scared for the summer now because the summer is going to be even more condensed and it's still going to be the same amount of information just more condensed time and so I'm just now kind of scared because I'm like well when I get to the summer am I going to be able to process everything that I need to process and then it makes me also scared because I'm like well is there something that I'm not learning now that's going to impact me when I start teaching like is there something that I'm going to need to know that I have to relearn or like actually learn when I start teaching that I could be learning right now and I don't know it's just like that part stresses me out and so it makes me want to push even harder but then I literally just can't even go anymore like I just feel like I'm just about to like burn out and give up and it's just so um disappointing sometimes and depressing sometimes because you just feel like I don't know you just feel all this stress boiling up and then you don't really know what to do with it and then it's like all that fear and that kind of nerve like rackingness and it's just I don't know and so 
I, yeah, I've just been kind of like feeling a little bit on edge with all of that and all of the assignments and stuff to do. And like, even today, I still have a lot to do. What I've been thankful for recently, though, I know I'm talking so fast right now, but what I've been thankful for recently is this uh, whole thing of like, I will like write down a list of like what I plan on doing that day. And God has really been giving me the grace to actually get the stuff on my list done. Like there will be more stuff that throughout the day I'll hear or I'll see or the professors will mention that needs to be done later. And I'll write it down and I'll say like do like later. And I'll either I write it down like on that day's sheet of paper so I can remember to put it somewhere else. Or I'll like write it down on like whatever day I plan on doing it. But like God has really been gracing me with the ability and the motivation to just like whatever I wrote on that list to do that day I literally get it done that day and I I thank him so much for that because there is so many assignments and it is so nerve-wracking but and honestly I never really thought about that before but it is so nerve-wracking and it is so like just like so much work but God has been really gracing me that whatever I wrote down on the list to do that day I have been doing that day and I think that relates a lot to Matthew 6 where he talks about each day has enough trouble of its own like literally it does each day has enough trouble of its own each day has enough homework of its own and I don't have to worry about tomorrow's homework because today is already going to give me enough homework to worry about and so it's just been like another confirmation for me that God's hand is really in my life right now I mean I of course his hand is always in my life but it's just like I'm feeling his presence a lot more because I'm starting to see how me doing these assignments is not even me doing them like if it was just relying on my strength honestly I would not even be able to finish it I wouldn't but God has been giving me the strength and the grace to just like see what's important to do for that day and then to get it done and I'm so thankful for that because I feel like I just I feel like I'm easily overwhelmed like I easily will see oh I need to do this 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 and it's like okay but what's important now what's the priorities for now and he's been showing me how to see the priorities for now and how to get them done which I'm so thankful for and I actually never really processed through that uh, previously but I'm so glad that I processed through that now because it's true and I mean even today like I've already gotten almost all of my list done I only have two more things left to do which is to read a book uh, read some more pages of the book that I have to read for class tomorrow and um, I mean class on Friday and um, I could I mean I could honestly do that today or tomorrow quite frankly because it's a book that I enjoy it's like a actual chapter book it's not like a um, textbook but it's like it's a book that we're doing for this book club thing and so and it's a really great book it's called Refugee by Alan Gratz and if you ever get the chance to read it I would highly suggest reading it because it is amazing it's very sad like very like um heartwarming but also like disheartening at the same time like I don't know how he does it but it's so amazing and so yeah I could honestly read that today or tomorrow but I'm going to try to read it today and then I also have another assignment uh to finish but I've already gotten a majority of it done now it's just about going back and editing and revising so that's not even that that much to do today but I think the main reason why I get overwhelmed is not with what needs to be done that day but it's what is it's with what needs to be done every other day after that like I'll I'll see all these assignments and I'll see oh this is due on the 23rd this is due on the day and it's like and my mind is like I gotta get it done now like whatever I see that's due I'm always like I gotta get it done now and it's just like no like take a moment to like chill and just do what needs to be done for that day and so I'm so thankful for that reminder Lord thank you for that reminder that I just need to do what needs to be done for today because every day has its own troubles every day has its own assignments and I will get them done it's just like 
I don't know. I just get so easily overwhelmed by that. And that's something that I am thankful that God is showing me. And look at that beautiful butterfly. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Anywho, off of that subject of homework and all that stuff like that, I think another thing that has really been overwhelming me recently is just my struggles, um, like in, in my spiritual walk with God. Like I've been noticing that like, well, I kind of fell off the track a little bit, not really fell off, but more so became apathetic. Like I was still like, oh, okay, I love God and all that stuff like that. But I became really apathetic because I felt like I was just like really disconnected from God. Like I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading my Bible because I just felt like it was an assignment, like another thing to do because I was so like, I had so many assignments for class. Now I feel like that's becoming a personality trait is me talking about how many assignments I have to do. LOL. But no, um, I feel like what happened was I became so overwhelmed with all these assignments and I was constantly reading assignments, like doing all this stuff like that. And I feel like that ended up causing me to be very overwhelmed so that when I got to the point where I had to um, pray to God, I was already tired of discussing things. Like I was already tired of talking. I didn't feel like talking because I didn't feel like talking to God because I had been talking all day in class and doing all these collaboration, you know, works with group work and all that stuff like that and then when it came to reading my bible I was like I didn't even feel like reading my bible because I had already read so many like textbook assignments that day and I was just like more and more and more I became like straying away from the purpose of actual relationship with God like that simple purpose going back to what me and Kamara used to talk about all the time that simple purpose of just like relationship with God is you know the literal purpose of our lives like that that's just that simple and you can cultivate that relationship by, you know, communing with him, by praying to him, by um, talking with him and just reading his word. And I feel like I got away from that because I was so exhausted from everything else. I didn't know how to properly balance things out. But the thing is, is that in order to properly balance things out, like you have to have God. You can't properly balance things out without God. And I feel like I was trying to do it on my own. I was trying to do it in my own strength of balancing things out on my own. And I realized that I can't even balance everything out because I don't have the strength to do that. Like that, I cannot do that. I cannot. I, the only way that we can ever have balance and peace in our lives is through God. And he's the only one that really brings peace to us. And so I feel like just having that apatheticness for like a couple of weeks, then finally, you know, um, he finally just kind of like softened my heart and helped me get to this place of like, okay, I'm ready to pursue you again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of being apathetic. I'm tired of being lazy. I'm tired of not cultivating my relationship with you. I'm ready to continue pursuing and being on fire for you. And then, you know, on top of, on top of that, like, struggle between being on fire for God and then, like, kind of being more so apathetic. Sorry, I had to pop my neck because for some reason it was hurting. But, um having that struggle of of balance of like okay like am I on fire for God or am I being apathetic right now or am I like doing too much because I think that's another extreme of like either okay so on this balance right this this like little balance in my mind I was on either extreme of like either I was completely lazy apathetic not pursuing God just doing what I wanted to do going my own way or I was on the other complete other side where I was like heavily pursuing God and I like was becoming so like just so like 
focused on the law side of it. Like I was like, I have to pray at this time. I have to do this at this time. I have to da 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 da. And I became so like Pharisaic in a way. And that's not even a word, but I'm gonna make it a word because fair. Like you know how the Pharisees were very just like structured and they just weren't about relationship with God. They were more so task oriented, where they were like, we have to pray at this time. We have to do this at this time. We have to, you know, do this certain amount of readings. You have to blah 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 blah. Basically assignments. And so I would either become very task oriented or I would become just very apathetic and I would avoid God and I think that relates a lot to my personality because I realized that even with my personality when things are going good I become very task oriented like I get to the point where I'm like I have to do this that and the third like even in my relationships with my family and stuff like that when things are going good I am ready for us to go do something like I can't just sit still and like let us have like a chill moment sometimes like sometimes I'm like in order for us to have a really good bond we need to go do something and I think that's why I like end up oh my gosh I never really thought about this before thank you God but I think that's why I end up getting so um, addicted to watching YouTube because that's I'm literally watching people do stuff like I'm watching them build and I think that's why I love watching HGTV and I love watching like people building constructions and stuff like that like I hate <laughs> I hate sit down talking videos like people who are just sitting down talking and feeding me information I hate that but I love watching videos of people doing stuff I love watching videos of people teaching people building people um yeah just doing stuff like that and, and now that I think about it that makes up a majority of my my YouTube channel my YouTube subscriptions and also another thing is like I also watch a lot of people who like go like shopping and are like you know doing stuff like that and so I think that is probably why I get like it just shows how task oriented I am that like when 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 I'm feeling good I am very much like all right let's get a whole bunch of tasks done and that's important that's important but it should never come over relationships either you know what I mean like I find myself going to the extreme of like I I don't know like okay this is how it is it's like task oriented is in the middle right the middle of the balance on the far right side we have like extreme task oriented like I to the perfection side of things like I try to pursue perfectionism on the extreme right hand side and then on the extreme left hand side is avoidance where I just become lazy and I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. Like I find myself doing that a lot. It's like, I'll burn myself out and then I just won't do anything. So I'll either be heavily pursuing perfection and then I'll end up getting burnt out and then I'll become lazy and like apathetic. And I think that applies a lot to my relationship with God is that like when it comes to doing spiritual disciplines, wow, thank you, Jesus. I never thought about this before. When it comes to doing spirit, he's just speaking through me today. Uh, when it comes to doing spiritual disciplines, like praying and meditating and stuff like that, I become extreme perfectionism and then when I realize I can't achieve the perfectionism or I get tired or I get exhausted or burnt out from trying to achieve the perfectionism, then I just go immediately to avoidance where I just avoid everything. And I'm like, I don't want to have to see it. I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to be challenged. I don't want to grow. I just want to avoid everything and wish everything was better. And then that's I literally never grow from that. And so I don't think I grow from either of those. I don't grow from being perfectionist and I don't grow from avoiding the tasks. I think I grow from having a task oriented mindset where I'm ready to achieve what God has for me, but in a way that is not just about the task, but it's like meaningful task oriented. Like it's like I'm not just doing it just to do it, but I'm doing it because it's 
it's meaningful and it's important and it's that self-discipline that will really help me grow in God and I also realized that that's the same thing with my relationships is like relationship oriented is in the middle and I become really relationship oriented like the relationship oriented is in the middle right on the far 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 right side (laughs) far 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 right side I become smothering like I literally smother people and I don't know how people can stand me but I really do smother them like I will continuously compliment them continuously like rave over them and like fall in love with them and like want to be around them every single second of every single day and I smother them I really do and it's like it becomes an all-encompassing focus on them instead of focusing on God and appreciating him bringing them into my life like I become so focused on them and I'm just like oh my gosh I gotta be with this person every single moment of the day because I love them so much and that's great in 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 like in in respect of what it is like I think it's it's great to love people and to show that you love them and to show that you value them but when you get to the point of smothering people that's when it's too much when you get to the point of making people your idol seeking their validation that's when it becomes too much and I think that is what happens on the far right side of my relationship oriented mind is that like on the far right side I really do become smothering I really do um turn them into my idols and I just like seek their validation seek their approval really want that like striving for that like intimacy with them like wanting them to immediately be super close with me like I realized like with some of my friends who I just recently reconnected with I'm immediately like I want us to be close exactly how we were before when we were really close you know what I mean or like I really just want to like hang out with them right now and it's just like girl chill like (laughs) can we like talk a couple days before we just like immediately get back to being like I think that's something that I like struggle with a lot it's just like smothering and like wanting to be around people all the time and then on the other side of that that's on the far right side and the middle is relationship oriented on the far left side is avoidance once again like literally I will avoid people I will avoid my relationship with God I will avoid my relationships with others I don't cultivate it I literally am just like I just get exasperated and exhausted and then I'm just like I just want to be alone. I like isolate myself because I don't want to, like, I just avoid everyone and everything. I become very selfish. I become very isolated and I'm just focused on like me, but then I'm also like, yeah. And so I think in both instances of extremes, I do get very focused on myself. I'm When I'm smothering people, I'm focused on myself because I want to be around them. I want to do this with them. I want to let them know how much I love them. And it's all about me, 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 me. And then on the far left side, with the extreme of avoidance where I do avoid my relationships um like I think that that is also uh selfish as well because then I become isolated I become selfish I just want to do things when I want to do them on my own terms instead of recognizing that relationships and cultivation is required even if you don't want to do them like you still have to be in a relationship and love people even if you don't want to love them in that moment and that's what being in a family has taught me that's what being you know in a like I feel like I'm so glad I'm so thankful that I'm not in a relationship right now because I just feel like 
as I'm learning more and more about myself, I'm realizing how unfit I am for an actual like boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Like I'm realizing that I'm just not ready. And I always wanted like I always tell myself like, oh, I just want to be married so bad. I just want to have kids so bad. And I'm just realizing now how detrimental it would be if I were to be in a relationship. And if I were to have kids right now, because I would literally like I would harm them and myself more than necessary. I would take us through unnecessary trauma because of the way that I am. I'm just like, there's so much complexity in me that I need to like work through with God and kind of clean up the room before I try to bring all these people in the room. Like I need to unbox things and, and like fully fix everything before everything comes crashing down and looking like a hoarder's house. You know what I mean? And I just think that that's so cool that God is showing me that now. Cause even though I have this desire to be in a relationship so bad and oftentimes I really do look back and I say like, oh, I just really want to be in a relationship. But it's like, even though I want to, like I'm starting to recognize that like, I'm just not fit for one and I am okay with being single right now. I am content with being single right now until I am able to discover so much about myself that I am able to like glorify God in everything I do because I feel like I'm just like I feel like the more that I'm learning about myself the more that I'm able to glorify God because I know what he's given me to glorify him with you know what I mean like we all glorify God in different ways and so how do you know how you glorify God if you never spend time with yourself to understand the way that God created you so that you can glorify him through that the way that he created you okay anywho so I'm learning that and I'm realizing that I'm becoming very task oriented a lot of times I also have a struggle between so like as far as task oriented either I am like seeking perfection on the far right hand side or I am like completely apathetic and avoiding everything that I need to do avoiding all responsibilities on the left hand side and then as far as relationship oriented either I am on the far right side of like smothering the person making them my idol seeking validation or I am on the far left side where I am avoiding them self-isolating being very selfish all that um and then um, I'm also realizing that this, there's this dynamic between task-oriented and relationship-oriented. So I'm recognizing that as I am in groups and as I am with my family and stuff like that, I really do struggle to both develop relationships and to work on tasks. Like it's that like work-life balance type of relationship that's like me recognizing that like I struggle a lot with like balancing being task oriented and getting done what I need to get done but also cultivating my relationship simultaneously like one of them is always under the other one like either I am completely relationship oriented and I'm like great and I'm pursuing my relationships and they're going great and I'm cultivating them but then all of my work all of my responsibilities go down the drain or it's the complete opposite where it's like I am so task oriented I'm getting everything done it's looking great you know everything's going great except my relationships are going down the drain and I literally cut off everybody and I do that a lot I do that a lot because I am more it's just like I don't know it's just like so crazy because I will be more task oriented at times and I will literally cut off everybody and like get my tasks done and it just feels like once I come back I'm like whoa <laughs> I, I feel like Tariq Tarad I get back up and I'm like where was I <laughs> like after finishing all my tasks and realizing oh I, I can actually like go like develop my relationships now like after I finish all my tasks I wake back up like to read to rod and I'm like 
where was I? <laughs> and I didn't realize that I had completely submerged myself in my tasks. And then I realized that I get the same way with relationship oriented, where I get so caught up in my relationships with my friends and my family and trying to cultivate them and trying to grow in them. And it goes great. And then I realized that I've neglected all of my responsibilities. And so trying to find that balance as well. And I'm, that's another reason why I'm so thankful that I'm not in a relationship, because I know that I would definitely be neglecting the person that I'm meant to be in a relationship with. I would be literally neglecting them because I would just get so focused on my tasks or I would be so caught up in them that I wouldn't get my tasks done. And it would actually it would bounce back between the two. It wouldn't just be one or the other. It would literally bounce back between the two because I am so like extreme like that, that I'm always bouncing back between the two. And one thing I'm recognizing now is that like I'm always bouncing between two extremes. I feel like that's how life is, is we're always bouncing between two extremes. It's never just like, oh, I just I'm always this one extreme. Like, no, we're always bouncing back between two extremes until we learn to be in the middle till we learn how to find balance and the only way to learn how to find balance is in God and I'm recognizing that that's why a lot of people who are so egotistical are also the most insecure people because you can be both egotistical and insecure at the same time two things can be true two things can be true if I learned one thing in life is that two things can be true you could be both egotistical and you could be insecure because those are both extremes you know what I mean and it's never just one extreme you're always bouncing back between the two extremes and so I feel like whenever we talk about like things that like are one extreme and we think that that extreme is either good, completely good or completely bad. We don't recognize that like there's always other caveats. Like it's, it's extremes are just that they're extreme. They're either seemingly extremely good or extremely bad, but I feel like all extremes are bad. Like I don't think there's an extreme out there that's good. Like you can be extremely kind but then if you are on the extreme of kindness that means that you are now letting people run over you and that's not good you know what I mean so there's extremes to everything I feel like there's a balance to everything and since there's a balance to everything there's extremes to everything and so that leads me to my next point after talking about kind of the my little struggles with that I think that was more so about my spirituality right now is like it's just like my spiritual walk with God right now seeming is seeming like extremes. You know what I mean? Like either I am completely on fire for him, relationship oriented, ready to go, or I'm completely task oriented where I'm like, okay, it's all about reading. It's all about praying. It's all about doing the spiritual disciplines. But I, I never really find the balance between like cultivating my relationship with God while and, and fulfilling my simple purpose while also at the same time developing my spiritual disciplines. Like I'm either one or the other. And it's like, okay, but now I need God to help me learn how to bring those two together and do them simultaneously, growing both of them and edifying both of them at the same time. And I think that's something that I'm struggling with, but I'm also learning a lot about because I feel like once you are aware of something, then you're able to like, God will help you to grow in that. I think the dangerous thing is not knowing the answers, but not being, I think the dangerous thing is everybody thinks that like, not knowing the answers is the most dangerous thing. Like if you don't know the answers, you're not learning. I don't think that's true. I think you're really learning when you become aware of something and then you begin to take action. And so as I am aware now of these, my tendencies, I'm aware of my tendencies, my extreme tendencies. I'm aware of kind of that imbalance in my spiritual life. Now I am ready to pray. That's the action piece that I'm taking to pray and then begin, you know, working with God on that. Um, and I think that's something that's really been standing out to me a lot recently. It's just the imbalances of life. Like there's so many, oh, look at the duck. There's so many imbalances in our lives that 
we don't even really consider imbalances, but when you think about it, it really is. And that's something I'm going to explore after I finish praying. So dear Lord, thank you for bringing me here today. I just want to quickly pray and lift this up before I forget about it. But I just want to pray that you help me with the spiritual imbalance that I'm facing right now. God, the spiritual imbalance of either being completely task oriented or being completely relationship oriented and not being able to really find kind of that common ground, that middle ground, that balance in the middle. And I just ask for wisdom and peace that you help me to come to that central kind of location that I align my heart with you, God, so that I can experience spiritual balance, Lord. Um, I am just seeking your face, God, because I know that you are the one that can really help me with this. And I know that the only way to ever really experience balance or peace or wisdom in our lives, uh, the only way to ever exercise balance or peace or wisdom in our lives as well is to seek you. And so I just ask that you help me, God. Now that I am aware, I pray that you help me to not only see the actions, but then to also do the actions. Because I think that a lot of times I can see things and not act on them or I'm just not even aware of things sometimes and so I thank you that you have made me aware of it and I ask that you please help me to now take action as a result of being aware of it and I think the first step of action is always to pray but I also know that there are other actions that can be taken so I ask that you help me to take those actions as well all right um thank you Jesus in Jesus name amen um but yeah okay so that is it for that let me see how much time I have left because I know that I gotta go in a few um oh i'm doing pretty good on time okay my alarm is gonna go off in like 20 minutes but i think i'm almost done so anywho okay so that is just like kind of the imbalances that i'm facing as far as that i'm recognizing that there's a lot of imbalances that i'm having in school life academics like i was explaining earlier having a lot of imbalances spiritually um another thing that i'm really facing a lot is this just challenging aspect of just like my relationship with god and my growth and my knowledge about myself like it's becoming a lot more difficult for me because i am now aware of my sins and my impurities and kind of all that sexual impurity that I'm facing right now but then I'm just not sure what to do or how to act or like how to improve and I get I get really upset and I start beating myself up because I'm not improving and I'm not seeing the growth that I really want to see and I just feel like I'm not growing in God but one thing that was sticking out to me was just that let me see where my notes are um one thing that really stuck out to me was today in class, my professor in my, so we're basically in these classes called mathematics methods, which basically means how to teach math to kids. And so it's a class where we're just learning like the ways to teach math to kids. And one of my professors was saying today, she said, when you know the shortcut, so she's talking about like shortcut as in like mathematical equations when you know the shortcut on how to do things your brain psychologically doesn't want to explore the meaning behind it so when she said this she was telling us that basically when students know the shortcut on how to solve problems they don't want to explore the meaning behind why the problem is solved the way that it's solved or how it works the way that it works they just know the shortcut now and they just want to use the shortcut every time and I was realizing that that applies a lot to me in my spiritual walk with God is that I really am always seeking the shortcut. I'm seeking to find the answer and I'm seeking to get the solution to the problem. I'm seeking like, okay, God, now can you just tell me the answer to the problem? Like I'm just ready for this situation. I'm ready for my sexual impurities to be over. Like I'm ready to just overcome every single thing and just be done with it. You know what I mean? And I'm seeking a shortcut. But God is, is spoke to me through that statement that my professor said, and he basically let me know. He was like, Hannah, when you are seeking the shortcut, you when you know the shortcut to overcoming things or to 
you know, like being in relationship with me, your brain doesn't want to explore the meaning behind it. So right now I feel like God is taking me through an exploration period of exploring the meaning behind his word, exploring the meaning behind why Paul is writing the things that he's writing about in Ephesians and, and the other places where I'm finding that like, you know, that was a struggle for other people as well. Like my mind isn't going to want to explore the meaning behind everything that God is telling me, the meaning behind why God has me where he has me. He's, I'm not going to want to explore the meaning behind why thing, why I'm facing what I'm facing um, and why this is important to help other people. Like I'm not going to want to explore that. I'm just like, I always just wanted him to take the struggle away. I just want him to take the um, uh, I want him to take the impurity away. I just want him to take everything away. I want him to take the sin away completely. And he's like, no, there is meaning behind everything I do. And if I just show you the shortcut of how to overcome and get over, oh, you healed. Oh, you, you're delivered. Oh, you're free. Automatically shortcut. Here you go. Like if he, if there was a shortcut to everything, then we wouldn't want to explore the meaning behind it. And then if we didn't explore the meaning behind it, we wouldn't have seen the beauty of why God created it that way. And I feel like a lot of times I beat myself up because I get so focused on the outcome. I get so focused on the product, on finding the solution to the problem, to the equation that I don't get focused on the beauty behind the actual development of it. Like I get so focused on, okay, this is how I sinned or this is how many times I've sinned or whatever, whatever. And God is like, girl, if you would stop looking at the quantitative measures of it and if you would start looking at me <laughs> and recognizing the way that I created you, then you would see that this is important. This is an important piece of your character development. And even though you're struggling with it and you seem to keep regressing because you're aware of it, now you can learn how to take action to move past it. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be completely gone. You know, who's to say that within now that I'm aware of my sins, okay, now I'm going to be able to overcome them. I feel like sometimes God allows us to go through things. And, and this is one thing that I'm like kind of scared about, but I'm also kind of like, hmm, that would be interesting if that were to happen to me. But like I was reading this one thing and it was like, you know, like you may still struggle with the same sin until you die. Like you may, you don't know because sometimes God gets glory through that like sometimes you literally learn more about God as you are struggling through that sin and so I was like thinking to myself and I was like man and you're also able to help other people who are going through that because sometimes we we struggle with things not because not just because like God wants not only because God wants us to teach not, not only because God wants to teach us something through it but also because he wants he knows that there are other people out there who are going to be inspired by it and who are going to be changed and transformed and brought to him by it. And so I'm just like, and it's, it's so funny because I keep telling God, I'm like, Lord, use me as a vessel, use me as a vessel. And then I keep beating myself up when I sin, not recognizing that there's so many people who go through the same sins that I go through. And I'm making so many connections to everything that I'm learning and everything that I'm seeing. And I'm recognizing that so many people go through the same thing. Now, what is my purpose, God? Like now what is the action piece? Cause I'm seeing everyone facing the struggle that I'm facing and I'm seeing that it's not talked about and I'm seeing that it's not something like I'm seeing that's not something being dealt with. Um, and people aren't really like helping one another in this now, what now, what do I do? Like, how do I use the struggle that I'm facing, the desires that God put in my heart and the visions that God put on my mind to all come together to help the situation you know what I mean and I feel like God is just gonna get glory out of it I feel like that's something he's gonna show me along the way I'm not gonna be able to one I'm not gonna be the one to be able to formulate it and put two and two together to get for like 
if two and two is four, then what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I, I can't, you know, I, um, I'm not able to like be able to connect all the dots and see the overall plan that God has. I'm just, you know, I'm just going like, I'm just going to keep as long as I, I feel like as long as I'm aware and I'm open to God like working in my heart and I'm not becoming apathetic or avoiding him or anything like that. Like as long as I'm pursuing him, he's going to show me how all of this is going to tie together, how my desire for relationship and for marriage, how my desire to teach, how my, how my love for children and how, um, you know, the struggle that I'm facing with impurity and then how, you know, these visions that I have for, you know, the women's retreat and all that stuff like that. Like, I feel like he's going to work all of that together to, yeah, it goes back to Romans eight twenty eight. He works all things together for the good of those who, who are called according to his purpose and um, who love him and are called according to his purpose. And um, I feel like that's what he's going to do. Like he's just going to he's going to show me in a seamless way how all of this connects. And I don't know what it is yet, but I'm just praying that, you know, the struggle that I'm facing, that I recognize ways to help others while I'm in this struggle. And that I keep bringing it into the light because it is something that I struggle with. Like, literally, I struggled with it yesterday. Like, I literally fell into sin yesterday. And, like, it's so it's so wild because I beat myself up and I'm like, girl, you need to get over this. Not recognizing that maybe God has something that he wants me to do in this. Like, while I'm facing this, there might be, like, it's like that thing where it's like a level to accomplish, I guess. And it's like, maybe there's one task in this that he wants me to do like one person's heart maybe that he wants me to touch with my story and then you know once that's accomplished he'll usher me out of this season of struggling with this sin I don't know I don't know I don't know what he has in store but I just pray God and I'm gonna pray right now Lord Jesus in your name I come before you and I ask you God now that I'm aware of this now that I'm aware of this sin but I'm also aware of the ways that I can help other people through this sin God I just pray that you just show me God like show me what am I supposed to do show me uh, the action steps that I can take. I, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be now. It might not be now. It could be later. Um, I just pray that, you know, whenever it is your time and your season to help me stop this, that I come to terms and I stop it. And you know, what's crazy is that like, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, by the way, you know, what's crazy is that like, I always beat myself up because I want to stop the sin when really the Holy Spirit is the one that guides us into stopping something. Like what I recognized was like, I used to have a terrible, terrible, terrible thing of like cursing. Like I used to cuss all the time. Whoa, everybody's like, whoa, Hannah used to cuss. Whoa. She's such a goody two shoe. She used to cuss. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did that. And you would do a two for a check. I was an employee. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, no, but really, I used to ride the bus all the time. And like in, in middle school, like. I would like ride the bus. I was trying to be cool, all the cool kids. And then also like just in my classes, everybody was doing it. So I was doing it too. And I really struggled a lot with that. Like I struggled with cursing. I did. And I would cuss all the time for no reason too. Like at first it was like, oh, <laughs> and then it just became literally for no reason. And I remember that there was one single instant, not one single instance. I was, I was being convicted. I really was. And I was like not cursing as much as I used to. When I got to ninth grade, I was not cursing as much as I used to. And, um, I like literally, I remember I was like trying to like stop cussing. And I just like, there was times where it would just slip out. Like I just genuinely, like I was trying to stop, but I, and I, cause I knew it wasn't like good for me to keep doing. And, and you know, I would also like filter myself, like depending on the situation I was in, like I would not curse everywhere I was, everywhere I was, but I would filter where I was and, and stuff like that. But I was genuinely trying to stop. And um, then 
I remember one day I walked into class into Mr. Jameson's class. Shout out to Mr. Jameson, I love you. You are the GOAT. Um, he's also the one that taught me how to use graphic organizers and I hated it while I was in his class, but now I absolutely appreciate graphic organizers. So thank you, Mr. Jameson. Um, but I remember that I walked into his class one time late and my friend Kamari, not the Kamari, that's my best friend Kamari, but another Kamari that I actually knew from high school, she was like, oh, like, she's like, she basically called me out and was like, Hannah, you're late or something like that while he was in the back doing something, while Mr. Jameson was in the back doing something. And I didn't want him to know that I was late. And so I was like, oh my goodness, Kamari, shut the blank up. And like, I said it pretty loud. And so he heard me and he literally like took me outside of the classroom and he looked like such a disappointed father. And I was like, oh my God, and I was literally about to cry. And like, I'm about to cry right now. Just thinking about like that moment of just like, I literally felt like I disappointed him so much. Like he was like, Hannah, I don't want to hear you saying that again. Like, don't come in my classroom saying that you are too, you know, intelligent of a young woman. You are too, um, something of a young woman to like be doing that. Like, I don't want to hear that coming from you. Da -da 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 -da. I literally was about to cry. Like I could not contain it because I was just like, man. And I felt like such a disappoint. I just, I felt like I had disappointed him so much that it made me stop. Like I, I don't remember when I fully stopped. And I know that afterward, I probably still slipped up a couple of times, but I genuinely made the effort to just like never curse again because I just felt so like I felt like I had disappointed him so much and it wasn't just that one situation of course I was convicted by the Holy Spirit previously and like I had been learning a lot oh look at the little family of ducks they're so cute but of course I had been previously convicted by the Holy Spirit and I also knew that that was something I was trying to stop but that moment just like heightened the importance for me then and there I was like yo this is what I want to do to stop and so yeah and I just feel like God allows everything to come to an end when he wants it to end. Even when I used to like suck my fingers as a kid. Like I remember I sucked my fingers up until like 11 years old. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I did. I, like everybody used to suck their thumb. But for some reason I sucked like the middle two fingers, like the middle finger and then the ring finger. I don't know why, but like, I guess it was just like so comforting for me. And then eventually I grew out of that too. And I think that that's how it is in our spiritual walk with God is like, as we continue learning and growing and learning more about him and about ourselves, he will help us and guide us as the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us out of these childish ways and into the way that he wants us to be. And so, you know, I always beat myself up because I'm like, I'm not over this sin. I haven't stopped, you know, whatever, whatever. But I just feel like I just need to continue immersing myself in the word of God, immersing myself in a relationship with him. And even when I slip up, just going back to him immediately and being like, yo, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize. I'm, I know I say I'm not going to do it again. And I can't promise that I'm not going to do it again. But I can't promise that I'm going to try. God, I promise that I'm going to try and that I'm going to try to do my best in you. And I feel like he appreciates that. He respects that and he's going to naturally help us and guide us out of those seasons of struggling with that and will help us overcome and now that I think about it there's so many instances of things that I just grew out of like I just was like you know and the Holy Spirit just like convicted me and I just like and it just dropped like I just I didn't do it anymore you know what I mean and there's certain seasons that God takes us through that we just learn um I'm not gonna do this no more you know what I mean and and you really feel the resolve in your heart to no longer do it and I feel like what I'm struggling with right now it's not about me and I keep when I focus on my sin and the fact that I'm struggling and da 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 
it becomes something that I feel is is just um, like a mountaintop. Like I feel like I can never overcome it when I focus on me and my sin and how I'm struggling. But when I focus on using what I'm struggling with to help others overcome their struggles, um, to be able to relate to them more, to be able to just say, hey, I struggle with that too. Let's pray together. Let's talk. Like, I feel like that's what God wants me to do now. And now I just feel this resolve and this happiness and this peace about like really, really being vulnerable with what I'm facing and not like to the fullest degree, of course, like, you know, I'm not going to let everybody know the ins and outs of everything that I've done, but using what I'm facing to relate to others and to grow um, with and edify other people, you know, and just to, to be able to say, hey, listen, I struggle with that too. Let's pray together. Let's talk together. Let's let's read the Bible together. You know, let's see what the Bible says about this. I think that that's really important. And I also think that, you know, that's just something that I love to do. And I think that's something God has laid in my heart to do um, eventually. And, you know, I don't know when he wants me to start that or whatever, but he's going to throw in my path somebody. He always does it somehow or some way. He always provides the people that we need uh, in the season that we need them. And so, you know, I just I think that that's going to be what it is. But, you know, I always beat myself up about it because I'm just like, Hannah, you need to be better than this when really like it's not about me. It's about God and it's about his glory and it's about what he wants to how he wants to use my story, my sin to glorify himself and how he's going to use that to bring people to his kingdom. And I always told God, I always said, Lord, I want to be a vessel. And then whenever he starts using me as a vessel, I start saying, wait, 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 wait. I didn't want to be like I, I didn't mean that type of vessel. I meant like, you know, the type of vessel where I'm up on stage preaching. And God is like, when you say you want to be a vessel, you need to be ready to be the vessel that I need you to be, not what you think you want to be. And <laughs> and that speaks so much to my heart because, like, I always think of what I want things to be when really God has a different plan. And maybe this is maybe I struggle so deeply with this because this is his plan for me to to be a vessel. Like, this is the way that he's going to use me as a vessel. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I just, I'm really, um, now with this renewed perspective, that makes me feel a little bit better because I really was like feeling so kind of like disgusting this morning and just groggy and like feeling like my life was going to start spiraling. Like it was, it was at the top of the spiral. Like I felt like if I kept in that mindset, I would keep spiraling down. But, um, you know what I'm realizing is that, and another person in my class said this today, everybody was just saying something in class to inspire me today. But um, not the police coming for me. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every time I hear the police, though, I always do say something, something stupid like, "Oh, they knew that. They knew that I, whatever, whatever." Like something super random. That's like the police would never come after you for that, but you gotta say it anyway because they just they over there. But um, yeah, somebody in my class said something today that I thought was so powerful. They said sometimes your bad experiences help you to shape your philosophy, your beliefs, and I realize that right now this bad experience that I'm facing with sin and and sexual impurity and just everything going on with that like that is a bad experience that God is using to help me to shape my philosophy and my belief in him like it's helping me to grow and understand more about myself and what I value and my priorities and and what I really want to it's helping me to uncover my desires and it's helping me to uncover what God has put me on this earth for not just learning more about myself but also being able to help others and learning more about God. Like, that's a three for one. Like, learning about myself, learning about God, and helping other people. Like, that's all you need to do in life. You know what I mean? Learn more about yourself. Learn more about God. Help others. Like, well, you learn more about God. And then as you learn more about God, you learn more about yourself. 
and then you learn how to help others um I think that goes back to like that whole thing of like everybody talks about like you got to have like the vertical love like you got to love God first you got to love God and they point to the sky you gotta love God you gotta love yourself and then you point to yourself and you gotta love others and then it's like and that's how like it goes like in that L shape or whatever anywho as I was looking at that question that the girl had said in class I mean as as she was saying that I was like okay and I started thinking about this question what is my philosophy what are the beliefs that I have formed as a result of these experiences that I have faced? And then I, I wrote down both academically, spiritually, physically, like all of those things that I have had bad experiences in. How have those shaped my philosophy, my beliefs, and like what ideas have I formed as a result of those? So that's a question I'm going to leave with y'all because, um, well, I don't have to. I got a meeting at 1.30. I'm trying to think if I got enough time. I'll jump ahead and then I'll jump back. Okay, if I have enough time. But that is a question that I would like to leave with y'all. What is your philosophy, your beliefs that have formed as a result of the experiences that you have faced? I would say my belief is, now that I'm recognizing it, it's really simple. My belief is that it's not about me, it's about God. Like, <laughs> that's my philosophy now. Because I feel like I focus so much on myself that I don't realize everything is about God. Like, it really is. Like, when you think it, about it, when you break it down to the bare bones, it's not about you, boo. We want to be the main character so bad. It's not about us. This show is not about us. This show is about God. We are just a supporting character. Well, not even a supporting character. We're just a side character, honestly. Like, we're not a supporting character because we can't support the role of God. God is already good in and of himself. Like, he is in and of himself. God is already good. Like, he is already the main character and the supporting character. He supports himself. And so we don't have to be the supporting role, but we are the side characters. We can't be that. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can be the side characters in the um, in the movie. But um, no, really. Um, LOL. My um, my alarm clock scared me because it's telling me that it's time to go. And um, I don't know where I was last talking. Like, but I hope it doesn't sound like a disconnect. But if it does sound like a disconnect, oh well. I'm not gonna go back and fix it. But basically, yeah. Um, we're just the side characters. And so I'm just recognizing that my my belief that I'm forming now is just that it's not about me. It's about God. Um, like and it's about me being able being a vessel that God can use to glorify himself. Like that's all I'm I'm really trying to focus on now is like, how can I use what I'm going through, what I'm learning, all that stuff to glorify God and to help other people, which is a way of glorifying God. Um and I think I'm going to keep thinking about that as well, because I think I want to reflect more on that as well. But yeah. And so another point that I just want to make really quickly is that um, another person was talking about how like so basically in our math class, we just were talking so much in our math class today. And I guess I got a lot out of it because apparently and apparently and apparently. Um, but basically in our math class, the teacher was talking about how math is not just about answers, but it's about making meaning of the problem. And I realized, I was like, yo, this applies to life. Like, life is not about answers. Life is about meaning making. So, like, when you really think about it and you break it down to the bare bones, and this is probably something I might want to talk about with Kamari on our podcast. I'm not sure if we're going to break it down to the bare bones on this one, but we might. I don't know. I don't know. Kamari, if you're out there listening to this, consider that as a potential topic unless you already have a topic that you're thinking about doing. But, man, I'm talking, like, super fast right now. But, anywho, I got to go. So, okay, but life is not about answers. It's about meaning making. And I realized that when you really go throughout life searching for answers to every single question that you have or searching for answers on what you're supposed to do in every single season, you're really not going to find those answers all the time. I mean, you're going to find answers through God, but God doesn't want you to just come to him to ask for answers. Like he doesn't just want you to be there to ask for answers every single time. You know, like, I mean, he wants you to ask answers 
ask questions to him all the time but life is not just about answers it's not just about finding the answer to this finding the answer to that like you know what i mean like life is about making meaning out of what you're experiencing making meaning out of what you're learning and i don't really know how to fully flesh this out and i think i'm like feeling a little bit rushed because of time but i will leave you all with that to ponder on and think about and food for thought i will let you continue thinking about what it means that phrase life is not about answers it's about meaning making i'll let you come to that conclusion on your own i'll let you explore that on your own and have an experience and an encounter with god that will allow you to understand that phrase and even if there is a different way of phrasing it yeah go ahead and phrase it differently and you know you can send that to me of course no one else out there is really listening to this except for kamari so kamari hey if you have a different way of phrasing it that you think is more like conducive to understanding the meaning of that sentence or that phrase go ahead and send that over to me because i would love to hear it because i just heard that in class and i was just like mm, 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 that's good like she was talking about how it's math is not just about making not just about finding the answer to the problem but about like making meaning like what is the meaning behind this problem like what is the meaning behind why we're doing this and i think that that is so true like i think for me a lot of times i get stressed out because it's like i want to make I want to find the answers to why am I facing this problem? Why am I like, why me, God? And I want to find the answers like that when really I need to be making meaning out of the problem that I'm facing and say, okay, okay, God allowed me to face this problem, right? Or I experienced this problem. God is going to use it. Okay, great. So now that I've experienced this problem, what meaning can I draw from this problem to understand how to glorify God out of it, to understand how to love others out of it, to understand more about myself out of it. And I think that's what I think it means. But if you think differently, or even if you think the same and want to elaborate on it, definitely let me know. Leave a comment below, even though this is a podcast. Leave a comment below. And um, yeah, anywho, that's all I'm going to say for today. So I'm just going to end with a quick prayer. And I'm going to say thank you, Lord, so much for this conversation that I had with you uh, and the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. I felt like we was all sitting at a table today just talking. I mean, even though I was the main one doing the talking, I felt like you guys were talking so much through me and I just appreciate it. I thank you for all the little pieces of like, like, just like information and wisdom that you really gave to me today. I felt like I, I learned a lot. And this is honestly probably one of the podcasts I'm going to go back and listen to because I just felt like I gained so much information from what you were sharing. And I thank you so much for just like, helping me process through all of these things. I also thank you for all the little animals that were passing by me today, like the butterfly and the duck and all that stuff like that. Like they're so cute. And I just am so thankful for every single thing that you have allowed me to endure. Um, and I thank you so much for the perspective that you're helping me to take. Like, even though I'm struggling with something, just having this new perspective and just, and just wanting to glorify you and everything that I do and, and recognizing that this is something that I am facing for your glory, God, that like, even though it's, it's a continuous choice, God, that like, ultimately you're going to get glory out of it. And just like Romans 8:28 says, and we know that in all things, God works these things together for the good of those who trust in him, who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I just thank you. And I think that that is something that you're going to do. I believe you're going to do it. And I trust you in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. All right. I'll see all of y'all later on the flip side. <laughs>